one, coast to coast, peanut butter and toast. Probing in the lane, fading away, whoopsie doo, don't mind if I do. In transition, denied by Hoy Lean. DeCam says, give me that, a pick two for Northwestern. Spot of three on the way, bang for Noah and the Erickson center erupts. Spread the love around, corner, pocket, cash for Lund. It may officially be time to separate the contenders from the pretenders after this upcoming weekend's results. It's YMRL Ryan Mitchell, unlike any other, the UMAC podcast. Now, I get it. There's only been three games played so far for each team in conference play. It's maybe a little bit of a stretch, but to be honest, I think we'll know enough after this upcoming weekend to kind of understand who really is at a point where they can go win a championship and who has a lot of improving to do. Ryan, would you agree with that, or do you need to see more than just these next two games to really get to the point where we can separate the contenders from the pretenders? I absolutely agree, White. We're going to jump the gun or whatever you want to call it, fill in the blank, and we talked about it in the reaction pod to week two stuff where this is coming up sooner rather than later. Let's be proactive with it. We're going to separate the C's and the P's when we talk mm. after these matchups this weekend. It's time. So for fans, players, who's ever listening to this, you are going to be labeled one thing or another. There is no middle ground. You are either a contender and or a pretender after this weekend. C's and P's. I'm all about uh, acronyms, too, and stuff like that. So so let's just start doing that. It's easier to say C's and P's. <laughs> but uh, you're right. I mean, use it as bulletin board material, people, if you need to. I mean, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't mean we're right just because we label you as something. But like I said, I feel like we'll have a decent idea after this upcoming weekend of games. So with that being said, before we get into the predictions, and Ryan's going to guide us through what we're doing tonight, uh, throw out that information once again that we want to hear from you. We like to answer your questions if you have any. I feel like we haven't gotten as many recently this year as we did last year, so we want to know you're still listening and enjoying this because that's why we do it. Uh, it's uh, easy to get a hold of us. You can email us, unlike, or it's UAO. I'm screwing it up already. UAO, the UMAC at gmail.com. That's the email. I was going to say our Twitter is unlike any other, the UMAC. You can find us on there as well. DM us, follow us. Uh, we have some content on there as well. And uh, Ryan, I mean, you'd agree. We, we want to hear from people. It's, it's fun to answer questions and certainly just hear other people's thoughts. Absolutely. We can never get enough interaction from you. And if you have suggestions, things for improvement, what you like, what you don't like, we live by the philosophy, all feedback is good feedback. We're not going to be offended. Anything you got, let us know. It's not the same as any good, you know, any publicity is good publicity. No, no, no it's you different. Know, like, there's some people that believe that, but I, I'm not <laughs> condoning that by any means. So yeah. it's, this is different. Uh, okay. I'm turning it over to you. You're you're leading this thing. I'm just gonna follow in suit, make my predictions on the games that you you know run us through. We have 16. It's a full slate, and uh, like we said in our uh, recap pod uh, of this past weekend's games, we want to go combine 25 for seven. We think it's doable, but it's got to get off to a good start on Friday. So let's start there. Are we start on the women's or men's side. Ryan, you just lead us, man. What are we doing? Yeah, absolutely, Wyatt. I appreciate that. So we've gone ladies first a lot, and for good reason that we're doing that, but we kind of talked about it earlier, and we've talked about it off the mic. You know, the men's games are first, actually, for how it's mm -hmm. labeled. So we're throwing a little curveball. 
we're still gentlemen, at least we're trying to be, but we're going men's first because they're playing first. So that's what mm-hmm. we're going to do this time. That's fair. So Friday night, 13th of January, it's starting to get really, really real. There are some juicy ones on the slate, Wyatt, and we're just going to go straight up, at least for these ones. Maybe I'll switch it up later. We're going to go in the order as they are listed, okay? So first up, we got a matchup between two teams that have had great battles in the postseason and the regular season over the last couple of years, two really young head coaches. I'm talking about Bethany Lutheran, who right now is sitting at 3-0 and at North Central, who is 2-1. and This opens up the weekend for both of these squads. Wyatt, I'll hand it over to you. You tell me who you got. Are the Vikings staying undefeated, or did the Rams have a chance to knock them off and remove their undefeated record? This weekend's all about the Vikings, baby. Skull. Skull. Different kind yeah. of Vikings. You know, yeah. they got their but all game. the Vikings. But anyone it, it, affiliated. It, it, in all seriousness, though, I actually think this Vikings team, Bethany Lutheran, is going to go on the road and get the win and uh, put themselves two games in front of North Central because remember the Rams now are coming off that big win at Northwestern to get themselves into this position. So great opportunity for them. It's a massive weekend for a lot of teams on both sides, but this is a big game on Friday, arguably the game of the night on the men's side. I will take Bethany to go on the road. I don't think we're looking at a TDW by any means for Bethany in this game, but... <laughs> I do think the offense does enough, and again, their balance and just everything we've seen so far, until we see them really struggle in a game, it's hard for me not to pick them. So I'm going to go with Bethany in this one. Yeah, you know, I thought about this one as well, and I definitely think North Central can make things interesting. And what I'm interested to see, Wyatt, I'm going to throw it back to you here for just one second. North Central needs to hold Bethany to fill in the blank points to have a chance. Is there a ballpark number that you would have in this one where the Rams defense has got to keep this at a what score line? Well, one thing we know, Ryan, is that we don't know because, (laughs) you know, we thought we could say Micah Filer had to score 25-30 for the Rams to beat Northwestern, and then they held them to 54 points. So you just never know what you're going to get, it seems like, this year. If I had to guess, because you're putting me on the spot and saying I have to guess, I would say they got to hold Bethany to at at the most. Like this is the most yeah. they can allow. Seventy five. Okay, that's. About I, right. I think they yeah. want they want it somewhere in the seventies to you know upper sixties. If we get into the eighties, that's where Bethany's going to win this game. I think. And that's what's going to be tough, White. And I think you handicapped that very nicely. I was going to say it's in the seventy five to eighty range. I think it's tough for the Rams, and quite frankly, it's going to be tough for anyone to keep Bethany south of 80, even when they're on the road. So I think because of that, Bethany goes north of 80, and they start what's maybe the toughest road swing that you have in the conference from a Friday to a Saturday. They started off with a win at downtown U, and I'm interested to see how tight this one is, but I I think they win it by 5-plus. But, hey, for Rams fans listening, and as Coach Becker told me to my face, and you're absolutely right, sir, (laughs) Use it as bulletin board material, and I was totally wrong last time. So you're saying good. Rams fans are saying good. This guy was full of garbage last time going into the weekend, and you know what? We hope he's wrong once again. So Well, I was going to say, for, for the teams that we are fading that are winning it should be a good thing i guess that we're picking against them still (laughs) because clearly it's working so i mean the bait is working in their favor i appreciate that he took the time to actually tell you that you you know you got it wrong so i appreciate that from coach becker i do as well we like the interaction of all kinds in person email twitter all of it so next up is listed on the umac website this is in no particular order other than that 
Another juicy one, Wyatt. The UW Superior Yellow Jackets, Coach Polkowski's club. So impressive wins, undoubtedly. They're sitting at 2-1 and one in UMAC play. They're at the Crown College Polars, Wyatt, at the WAC this weekend. I don't know, you know if we want to label it any specific way. I mean, you could call this weekend at the WAC, you know, desperate times, times call for desperate measures with, with the fan. Mm-hmm. With with the fan interaction and everything that they got, is it is it desperate time for the Crown College yeah. men's basketball squad? Or is that going too far? No, if not now, when would it be desperate? They're own three. It's a massive game against a superior team that's feeling good about themselves. This is a huge game. They 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 cannot afford, in my opinion, to go to own four. But will they? Well, so here we go. I want to put a clause into the, unlike any other, the UMAC guidelines when it comes to our predictions, and maybe you're not on board with this. If Cade Carroll plays, I want to pick Crown. If he does not play, I want to pick Superior. Is that allowed, or do I have to make a prediction not knowing? Because at this point, they're a completely different team, and we just don't know. Yep. They absolutely are, and that's that's valid to bring that up, and it's a part of the equation. But I almost think it's more fun, kind of like what we went into last week, to pick it not knowing. Okay. Because we Would don't that know. Being the and, case, and we're, we're both since, in the same boat then. Since I don't know then, and we are both in the same boat, I, I'm going to pick Superior to win the game then. Because I, I don't know if Cade's going to play. Even if he does, maybe he's not 100%. He hasn't been on the court for a while, so we don't know what he, we're going to get from him. And Superior, they're feeling good. They are on a uh, pretty good heater right now with uh, what they've been able to do the past couple of weeks. I think they can get it done. They can shut Crown down with that defense that we've been seeing this year, and they have enough offense too. That's the difference, I feel like, between this year's superior team and maybe some of the past ones. Their offense can help lift them over the top as well. I think they go on the road then and get the win. Great stuff. Great points, Wyatt. We've talked about it in the past. I'll mention it again. Their three ball has been at a different level this season. Javon Walker told us straight Reed up. Reed Johnson. Not, yeah, Reed Johnson. There's not a better marksman. He said, I would take no one over Reed Johnson, and that's got to feel good as a younger guy on the team when, you know, your leaders are instilling that confidence in you, and so they're hoping to continue that on, and it's not impossible for Crown to win this game, but, you know, I think it's going to be a point where they're going to do enough defensively. Crown's going to be south of 70 points if Cade doesn't play, and Superior's going to be north of 70, and they're going to find a way to win this ball game and move to 3-1, and one. so... I hope we're Ron Wyatt, and we don't know, and that's a big reason why we're taking Superior. But, man, oh, man, would this be the time? And it's much bigger than just one guy in the game of basketball, but that's what it feels like walking around the campus of St. Bonifacius and everything around that school and that program. Can we please see number 14 lace him up this weekend? And we want to see the best players, Wyatt, and he's at the top of the list right now as far as guys who haven't been able to play who we hope get back on the floor. So, We hope to see him out there. Absolutely. And remember, when we come back and recap these, remember what I'm going to say. I mean, if Cade Carroll played a minute in the box score, and at least one minute, (laughs) and they win the game, I'm going to say, see, this is what I was saying. Just one minute. Just one minute. That's all I need to see. And I would have took crown. So that's all I'm saying. Oh, that's good. That's funny. Yeah, we'll wait and see on that. All right, we got two more on Friday night. Let's keep it moving along. Interesting matchup, Wyatt. Uh, two teams who are under 500. I don't think many would have predicted that. Martin Luther, it's been a tough start to the season for Coach Holtz-Heaters Club, a rematch of the quarterfinals last year in the UMAC tournament to open things up. They are in the Erickson Center at UNW on Friday night, Wyatt. And I mentioned it earlier. I'll say it again. 
I'm not trying to specifically knock Martin Luther because anything can happen in the game of basketball and maybe the Eagles are vulnerable. But if you're a Northwestern fan, Wyatt, I think you're looking this at this matchup as it's a good get-right spot to get the ship back in the right direction for the Eagles. Yeah, it couldn't have come at a better time, I feel like, for them because they're struggling. And, and again, that's not trying to throw shade at Martin Luther by any means, but they've been struggling too, just like Northwestern is. So it's two teams desperate for a win. Northwestern's the home team. we got to kind of keep these moving. I don't want to spend a ton of time on all these predictions tonight, but I do think Northwestern wins at home. This is a game they need to have. It's tough for Martin Luther because you're facing a Northwestern team now in their home gym after they've had a couple of losses now. They're going to be playing angry. They know uh, they need to get the win. Uh, Bad timing, I feel like, for Martin Luther here. Yeah, ditto. They're going to have the full attention of their coaches throughout this week to get that bad taste out of their mouths in a world of good it would do for Northwestern if they can knock down at least six, seven plus, maybe near 10 three balls in this game. Just see the ball go through the net, run good offense, make your open jump shots, and hopefully that starts to turn the tide if you're an Eagle supporter. So we both have Northwestern in that one. Just one left on Friday night on the men's side. Northland College Lumberjills. Lumberjacks. My apologies. I'm surprised I haven't done that more this year. Close. It is close, (laughs) but no cigar. Northern College Lumberjacks. My apologies. They are one and two so far in UMAC play. They are at a squad who is finally, Wyatt, finally in the friendly confines. The Minnesota Morris Cougars have yet to play a game at home this season. They're at James Gremmel's court on Friday night. Hope it's a great atmosphere in that one and it's been really cool to find out more about the Morris program and I'm just going to leave that there and maybe you'll figure out what I'm talking about but (laughs) can they keep it rolling wide can Minnesota Morris move themselves to 4-0 stay unbeaten in UMAC play is this a letdown spot that you would be worried about in the quote-unquote trap game that we hear about it is a little bit of a trap game that is the feel for this one. Northland can compete with them, I feel like, and potentially win this game. With that being said, Morris is doing something special right now, though, Ryan. They're on their home court. I feel like they keep getting the production they've been getting. Again, for me with Morris, it's been the defense this year. The defense is much improved compared to recent years. That's what separates them. We know what they can do offensively in some of their games from years past and even this year, but the defense is to the next level where it finally needs to be. I think they continue doing what they're doing right now, and I think they moved to 4-0 and with a win over Northland on Friday night, and who would have thought we'd be saying that at the beginning of the year? Yeah, I absolutely agree, and uh, I think they're going to win handily in this one, and I'll just put it that way and if, agree if with everything North, else you said. If Northland is to, to win this game, again, we talked about this in the recap, Jordan Brennan, is he yes. going to be able to – to me, he's got to be the guy. So yeah. it's kind of like on the women's side with the Lumberjills, with – Miranda Wagner like like she's she's got to be the the one for them and he he's got to be the one for for the Lumberjacks so I I feel like Jordan Brennan's gonna have to have a big game if they were to go on the road and get the win he is definitely the straw that has to stir the drink Friday night in wars for Northland but we both have the Cougars on that one not just saying that for my fantasy team purposes but it it doesn't hurt either you don't have to apologize if he can get me some some numbers, that'd be great. I mean, you know, give it your you all. Could, so you could use it. Are you saying you wouldn't be mad with 25 field goal attempts from Mr. Brennan? Of course. Uh, me personally, <laughs> no. I mean, I, I, if he's like 5 for 25, I mean, the coaching staff and his teammates <laughs> might not be so happy with it. But, hey, I mean, shoot or shoot. So. 
I absolutely agree with that. All right, I'm going to mix up the order and jumble it a little bit here for Saturday's matchup in the UMAC on the men's side once more for more games to be played. Let's start off at downtown UY. It's a tough swing for any club, and Martin Luther sees Northwestern Friday night, as we mentioned moments ago, and then they go to Norris Central on Saturday. Both you and I are assuming that Martin Luther will move to 0-4 going into this one, and that North Central is going to be coming off a loss to Bethany at 2-2. So why can Coach Becker's club get back up over 500 and come up with a split on the weekend Saturday against the Knights? Yes, I'll take North Central in this one. Hey, I want to see Martin Luther win a game. Prove us wrong. I want to see it, but until they do, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to take them over anybody in this conference right now with how strong it's getting and and the parity and the depth we've seen this year so north central coming off a loss the night before they'll be ready to go on saturday get to three and two i I don't think they mess around at all in this one could be a game for micah filer to really fill it up and i think north central gets the win you read my mind i was just gonna say you know we're mentioning some names here and there and for obvious reasons i would like to see that 25 plus points we see from micah in this game the rams Move back over 500 with a win. Alrighty, so next up, let's uh, go to St. Bonifacius. You and I are both assuming Cade's not going to play Friday under the assumption of the predictions we made. So by that logic, we're saying they're going to fall to 0-4. Can they erase their 0 and finally get one notch in the left column, Wyatt, then hosting Northland, who we assume will have just one win coming in after falling to Morris on Friday night? interesting matchup because then it's going to be a game again where crown's facing someone where you know they're not the only desperate one both teams are really really desperate to get a win does it continue for crown and they still can't get off the schneid and northland's able to take advantage of a team without kate out there potentially or does crown pick up what we believe will be their first win saturday against the lumberjacks I don't think it matters if Cade plays in this one or not. It's just going to be time for Crown to finally get a win. And I don't see him going to 0-5. So I think they do get this win here. Again, Northland's capable of competing and potentially pulling the upset here in this situation. And I think they honestly play Morris close Friday night as well. And I think they play this one close too. But I think they walk away with a couple of close losses. I'll take Crown on their uh, home court. And remember what we talked about, again, in the recap, I keep going back to that. Will we see more from the inside to the outside for Crown in this game? How many threes, you know, I mean, are you going to shoot more threes than twos again? Uh, what will the game uh, provide for them? What 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 are they going to get inside? I think that's going to be critical to watch all weekend long is can they have a presence down inside? Yeah, good stuff, White. I agree with that. Shot selection does matter, so I appreciate your reminder on that for both their matchups against Superior Friday and Northland on Saturday. How do those break down when we look at the box score after the fact? Big opportunity, though, for Coach Sorensen's club in this matchup if Kate is unable to go. I hope I'm wrong with that statement, but it's the reality of what could be when you're walking in and saying, all right, is that the little difference that we need to come up with a win on the road? I agree with you, though. I'm going to take crown in this one. It's going to be an ultimate sense of desperation, Kate or not win Friday night or not like I almost feel like if you're crown white you're like we got to get both of these because we can ill afford to drop any more at home this early in the season with what we know we still have coming up later on so massive massive weekend at the whack yeah I mean if they were to drop to own five we'd have to go back in the history books you know like ESPN does and say uh, no UMAC team has ever made the playoffs when starting 0-5, you know what I mean? And, and so if that were to happen, 
I, I don't know if they could overcome that. One in four, we'd look at the standings, see what's up ahead. I think they still could. But uh, at the very so at the very minimum, they got to get to one and four after this weekend. Yeah, you know what? You've brought this up a few times of you know past history and all these stats we would like to know in the UMAC. I think we just need to send a f- very friendly email into the Elias Sports Bureau, who does all that for NCAA and NBA and NHL and NFL and all that, and just say, hey, just just a suggestion. I mean, take it or leave it. But would you consider doing some research for the UMAC? Just consider it and hey, just see where that goes. Worst thing that can happen <laughs> is that it, it, it is what it is now, and, and they don't do it, right? So, all right, put that on the list of things to do here when we hop off the air. We will send that request to our uh, research team, undoubtedly, uh, a little bit later on. Okay, two down, two to go still on Saturday, and I'm going to save one for last, and I'm going to actually go and maybe surprise you, Wyatt, based on what we're looking at on the website. I'm going to go to Roseville on the Northwestern St. Paul campus. It is Hoops Hysteria. On Saturday, the fourteenth of January, lots of people listening probably don't know what that is. You and I, was I do. Say, does everybody does everybody have a hoops hysteria, or do they no, know no. what we're talking about? No, I will explain it real quick. It's a big day for prospective students. There's a lot of high schoolers, family members, and then students on top of it in the gym. It is a big event they put on and try to make it add a sellout, if not a near sellout. There was a pep band in the stands last year for this game. I don't know if there will be another one in this one. It's a whiteout. There's going to be stuff given away at halftime with half-court shots, free throws, three-pointers, the whole nine yards. And it was the game last year where Crown stormed in and spoiled the party for Northwestern, if you want to put it that way. And Cade Carroll absolutely stole the show. And high schoolers were asking, wait a second, am I going to go tour Crown? I want to watch this guy on the floor. I don't know if that actually happened. But anyway, you get my point. It's going to be a fantastic atmosphere Saturday in this one. And quite honestly, Wyatt... I mean, the narrative has changed going into this one versus what UMAC fans and ourselves maybe thought it would be when we looked at this game on the schedule at the start of the year. We're expecting Northwestern to be 2-2 two and two coming in, but we're also expecting Bethany to be 4-0. and oh. I'm going to hand it over to you in a second, but as we look into this one, is it almost like that atmosphere has got to give UNW a little push because they're going to need all the external factors and they got to prove it on the floor don't get me wrong but they're going to need all the boosts that they can get on the floor and otherwise to try to find a way to knock off this bethany squad so you know answering that first white do you think that plays a factor in this one and then secondly how would you handicap this thing i know they're on the road i know northwestern has been really really good in this league for the better part of the last two decades and it's tough to go into the erickson center and win but from the eye test from the box scores from a health standpoint, the depth, it looks different at Bethany this season. So I'll shut up and hand it on over to you. Say so there's a lot to uh, pick out of there with that <laughs> lead-in. So where to start here? I guess this is what I'll say about this matchup. For a, I mean, we've done the pod since last year, but for the last couple of years, I predict for this matchup, it seems like that Bethany's going to beat them. And it never quite seems to come true when I pick them to win these kinds of games. Like, you know, they, they it's always Northwestern for some reason whenever I pick Bethany to beat them. This year, however, when I pick Bethany here, I feel like I'm actually picking the better team this time. I feel like Bethany Lutheran is the better team. I feel like they have the better roster. I feel like they have the uh, just overall better unit right now. And I think Northwestern still has some things to figure out. So even with it being hoops hysteria, which it comes at a good time for the Eagles to play a team like Bethany with hopefully as many people as you can get fitted into the Erickson Center, I still think Bethany is going to come on the road and really assert themselves 
as the top team in the conference. Massive weekend for the Vikings. I think they're up to the task. I think they go 2-0 and this weekend, and I think that's going to be what we're talking about when we recap this weekend is that Bethany's 5-0, and and uh, is anybody going to challenge them, really, for the UMAC title? That's, that's my opinion of what we'll be discussing uh, come next week. Yeah, White, I appreciate you going back into the past and last year in the past couple of years and some of the points that you made there because something that we have talked about and something that's always front of mind for me, the offense just seems to be clicking at a higher level. They're making more of their three balls and they're hitting near triple digits in the North Gym in Mankato. On the road, it doesn't always feel like it travels, and we saw that in some big spots last year. They've passed all the tests that you want them to pass so far this year up until this point. But this is the toughest swing that you could argue you have in the UMAC with North Central Friday night and then less than 24 hours later at Northwestern. We think we know what we're going to get with them, but they haven't necessarily faced this moment yet. If you beat both of these teams and you continue your ascension and stamp as it is ours to lose and we are the ones that have to be chased down and as people like to say and your guy Kirby Smart says about the Georgia Bulldogs, you know, we are being hunted by everyone else. What does he say? We're the hunter. How does Kirby yeah, phrase hold that on, again? You messed it up. He, he said, <laughs> this is exactly what he said. I, I can pull I'm glad you asked. Thank you, Ryan. At SEC Media Days this year, he said people have started to ask me, how does it feel to be hunted? And he kind of laughed and he goes, let me just put it this way. We will not be hunted at the University of Georgia. The hunting that will be done will be from us going after them. Oh, okay. They are the hunter. Does that does that ruin what you wanted to say? Because no, I mean, it that's doesn't. The quote, so. They are the hunter, and, yes. and are, are are the Bethany Lutheran Vikings the hunters at this point? And everyone's chasing after them. Is that fair? I mean, yeah, I I, I would I would think so. Okay, so yeah, sorry sorry for that sidetrack, folks. Who are like, why are you bringing up college football again? What are you doing? Sorry, I'll try to get back on track here. If you do this this weekend and you improve yourselves to 5-0 and when UMAC play, and you do it in this fashion, you're just passing another test on the totem pole. And it's interesting, Wyatt, especially what we're going to see early in these games, and I'm looking forward to seeing Bethany, Lord willing, in person on Saturday. What do they look like in person, and especially early in that atmosphere? Is there no doubt, or does it take them a little bit to get into this game, and does that maybe help Northwestern a little bit early where Bethany – has to get their footing a little bit, or are they immediately throwing a strong right hook and saying, we're ready to go from the jump. We're a different group. We're the top dog for a reason. We're getting talked about a lot for a reason, and we're going to go back it up. Because if you're Northwestern, you're hopefully saying, this isn't last stand for them, Wyatt. It's interesting because they're in a spot they haven't been before, but if they lose this game, they drop to 2-3, and three, the sky isn't falling. But if we want to start to talk about seeding implications – and for Northwestern trying to at least get themselves into a spot where they're the two if they're not the one, and this is a huge spot that we're going to look back on. And it's going to be tough for most teams facing off against Bethany this year from what we're looking at, Wyatt. But as you look at this matchup, I mean, what I, I'll go first with this one because I threw a bazillion things at you, and that wasn't fair. But as far as handicapping this thing, I would put Bethany at... I don't think it can be less than eight points. Maybe eight and a half, nine. You could say yeah. ten if you want. You can make an argument about it. What would you favor Bethany by? I know they're on the road, and I know it's been tough for a lot of teams in the Erickson Center, but Northwestern's already been beat there twice. You can maybe play into it, Wyatt. Do you think it's an advantage for Northwestern that they're getting Bethany 
on the back end of a weekend instead of on a Friday night, so Bethany's maybe yeah reeling well, a bit. Is espe- that an advantage? Uh, especially when they're playing North Central too the night before, who's a very quality opponent and a solid squad. I'd actually go down to like five points though, if I'm being honest. Like I, I that that's what I would have as far as the line goes and. Like I said, I think Bethany wins, and uh, I, I think it'll be close. I think Northwestern will give them their best shot, but I still think Bethany's the better team. That's where I am on it. Yeah, I. Yeah, I. Um, we'll wait and see, and anything can happen. And I'm not trying to totally knock Northwestern like this isn't a game because they they could win this game, and it wouldn't be the most shocking thing. But I would be surprised. I'll label it like that. I would be surprised if Northwestern beats Bethany, just from what we've seen so far. And what we got going on with depth for both teams, I think the pendulum has flipped a little bit. Now, you got to prove it in this game. Like, you know, nothing's set in stone about there maybe being a change into the guard and we're on our way towards that. And none of that's going to be said anyway in January to start with. So don't get me wrong, Eagles fans listening to this, but I look at it, Wyatt, they just lost by 10 to North Central and they didn't score 60. And if you don't have your offense and you don't bring it, I mean, Bethany can blow you out and they could play their B-plus game and they're still going to win handily. If you are missing the number of open jump shots that they did last Saturday and you're not getting the space to work with offensively that you need, this could get ugly. I'm just saying. I, I hope it doesn't as a basketball fan, but you got to be on alert with this team. This could get ugly. Yeah, I, I is that you. too far, I, you think? I, I, I don't see it happening. I, I think it'll be close. I, I agree it could, I guess. There's a situation where it could happen. But I, I don't think with the atmosphere that should be had for this one, it's going to be a big moment. I, I think it will be a close game all the way through. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll wait and see on that one. Uh, you got Bethany. I got Bethany as well in this one. But there's a, a lot of compelling things to look at, and we'll have much more on it when we recap this matchup in our next conversation. So last but certainly not least, why I left this for the final one for a reason. And I just want to hand it to you with some things that you said off the mic and what you think about this matchup with the UW Superior Yellow Jackets at the Minnesota Morris Cougars. And boy, oh boy, I don't think a lot of people drew it up this way, Wyatt, where we could have a 3-1 and Jackets club and a 4-0 and Cougars club in this spot on the 14th of January. Yeah, so I mean, here's the deal. To me, this is the biggest game of the weekend on the men's side by far. If we had a game day show, Ryan... We'd be going to Minnesota Morris. We'd be setting up in that massive gym that they have there. We'd do the half-court shot, all that good stuff, you know, like they do on college game day. Fill the place out. I mean, this is probably, you could argue that if Morris wins on Friday night, which I think they will, that regardless of what Superior does at Crown, it's the biggest home game Morris has had in a long, long time. And I mean, I have to go back and look. But to be 4-0, and again, with the opportunity that's in front of them, uh, it doesn't get much bigger than this. And, and I think Superior, again, if Cade Carroll doesn't play Friday night, will be 3-1. and one. So it could set up for a 4-0, 3-1 matchup. It's the biggest game of the weekend on the men's side. If we're going to break down the matchup, to me it's fascinating because Morris has been playing better defense this year. Superior, that's kind of what they built themselves on. But their offense has been clicking as well. Uh, is it going to be the Javon Walker show? Is it going to be Reed Johnson knocking down some threes? Can Farenholtz get going? On the flip side for Morris, who's going to be the guy? I mean, I know you, they got a couple guys that you really like. Conagies is one of them. Is he going to be the guy that leads the way for Morris? What are the key matchups to look at with this one? What it comes down to for me is I think Superior's really just rolling right now. So I hate to do this, 
but I'm going to pick superior. So for Morris fans, and, and if there's players listening, coaches, whatever, I've been feeding you pretty much all year and you're winning. So maybe it's a good thing <laughs> that I'm not picking you. Okay, and if you win again, I'll come on and I'll publicly apologize once more that I picked against you. But again, you should be happy I'm picking against you right now because it's working. So I, I am going to go with Superior in this game. I really like what they're doing. Uh, they seem really confident in themselves, too. I don't know if that's just biased because we got a chance to talk to a couple of their players, but they just seem confident in what they're doing, and they trust their coaches and everything that's going on there. And, and it's going to be a tough matchup for Morris. They're really going to have to dig down to an even deeper level of their defense to win this game. And uh, that's where we'll see if they can get it done. Going to be a really compelling matchup again. One of, if not the biggest home games that Morris has had in a really long time. And I think Superior comes in and spoils it. Yeah, lots of good stuff there, Wyatt. And people will know what I mean on this sooner rather than later, if not in the present, as you're listening to this. But I feel like we have a good inside scoop on what to look for and expect in this yeah. matchup. You mentioned we talked with... Joseph and Javon last week for the Jackets, and then I also feel like we got a better idea and a grip on what's going on with Morris as well, and I'm just going to move along from that, and you folks can connect the dots. So it's really fascinating, why, and you mentioned the three ball, and I'm glad you did. Defense has been totally different for Morris this season. They've used a lot more zone. They're mixing in man-to-man as well, but it's a different look than what we've seen in the past, and give credit to them because it hasn't been working and they said, we got to change something, and we're not just going to keep pounding our head with what we've done for so many years, and job well done to them. It's looked different. Well, on the flip side, Superior, we most of the time know what we're going to get defensively. Now, offensively, they're much harder to defend, and they've been really good at hitting the three ball. This comes down to me. Can Morris, at home, find a way to run the Jackets off the three-point line and make them beat them in other ways and not allow – the drives into the lane where they have to help and then kickouts and they're having open three-point looks. I'm expecting this game to go down to the wire. Under a minute to go, the game is still up for grabs. I wish I could watch this game live. I don't think I'll be able to do so with other commitments that I have, but I think this thing's going to come right down to the wire. Cougar fans, you better get on down there. Jacket fans, make the trip as well. UMAC fans as a whole, check this thing out, okay? It's as big of a spot as we've talked about, Wyatt, for a Morris versus Superior matchup in totality in a long time. You're picking the Jackets because you really like what with what you've seen so far with them, and people aren't shocked. And like you said, Morris fans are probably like, good, that Wyatt guy? Hey, and that's Man, what it, I'm, I'm – hey, look at it that way. I'm doing it for you, <laughs> Morris fans. Exactly. Thank you. And it's not just this season, but it's been in the past as well where you've done that that's and, true. You know, for, for good reason in the past. I won't go deep in and on the past and – you know, I am behind you a little bit. I'm not panicking, but I'm also gladly going to take the home squad here. I think Morris is going to key in on how do we slow them down from deep. Not that Superior's chucking them up left and right, but it's been a huge part of what they do. I expect them to defend the three-point line well, get enough offensively. My guy, you mentioned him, Noah Conageezer. I would not be upset at all if he's scoring 20, 25-plus. I think he's definitely capable of doing it. And then there's some X-Factors coming off the bench as well. These guys coming off the bench for both sides don't get enough love. Kenny Placide going to have multiple impact plays in this game. Maybe get some time to play down the stretch. It's going to be the difference. Morris is going to come away with a last-second victory. What I said this was going to be a phenomenal game. What did I say that wide? I said three points either side for Crown and Morris last week, right? 
Sounds right. I, I mean, I, my memory's not the best, so don't quote me on that. We, I'll have to listen back, but it sounds right. I mean, I was wrong on that one, all right? Morris won by seven. So I'm going to say it again. One of these has got to be right, and people are like, you're just going to throw darts every weekend. No, I, I truly believe this is going to be within three points either side. Either Jackets are winning, Morris is winning. I'm saying it's a close win for Morris, and it's going to be a heck of a celebration on that campus Saturday night into the rest of the weekend. There's still plenty to go, but they're going to start – Five and oh, this year for Cougars men's basketball. Yeah, I, I mean, again, either team I think is going to be close. I think either team can win it, and uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how that one plays out. To me, it is the most compelling matchup of the weekend by far. And uh, even if they were again to both lose on Friday night, I don't think that change it's changes it. It's still going to be a massive game on Saturday. All righty, anything else on the men's side, Wyatt, before we flip it over to the women's side? No, we got we to gotta get this thing rolling. Let's hop on over and uh, eight more to pick here on the women's side now. All righty, let's do it. They are the second of the back half slates Friday and Saturday. Same thing as the men's side. Same matchups, just different squads, if you will. So let's go in order as it's listed in no particular order. I don't know, maybe I can ask uh, the guys over at the UMAC, how do you determine what order you list these in that see these are the important things those are the important (laughs) questions in all seriousness i'd be curious yeah i can get that it's not like it's it's not like it's alphabetical i mean no the the games are at the same time how do they choose (laughs) well and it it's different i gotta double check here but i believe yeah it is it's differently listed not in the same order for men's and women's so it's not even like it's the same from one it's to the other. It's got to be just random. It's it, it, it's got to be random. There's there's no other answer. I'm not going to lose sleep over this. I'll put it yeah. that way. So we're just going to go as they're listed. Northwestern hosting Martin Luther. You mentioned in the last pod, why you feel like it is the Eagles conference to lose on the women's side, and it's a great opportunity in front of Coach Call and his club, the Eagles, coming into this matchup so far in UMAC play are sitting at three and O and Martin Luther is O and three. Do we get a compelling one though? Friday night in Earl's Wyatt. Well, I'm interested to see what you have to say about your nights and that you're <laughs> going to be able to watch them in person. So also just really quickly, a shout out to the UMAC, by the way, the, the website and the uh, schedule and everything's been correct and everything's working smoothly. So they, they deserve a shout-out for that. It's been easy for us, you know, to just go on there and know we're getting reliable information all the time. So I think Northwestern wins the game. I think Lexi Hagen continues to just cement herself as the clear front runner for conference player of the year. I, I just don't see any areas Martin Luther's going to challenge the Eagles, especially, again, we talked about it in the men's matchups. It's a big weekend for Northwestern, and that carries over into the women's side of things too. So I, I think they get a win, start things off right on Friday night, and get ready for that showdown. Uh, with Bethany then coming up on Saturday. Could be a little frisky, but I'll agree with you. Why do I say that? From what we saw. Still trust in the Knights. What'd you say? Still trust in the Knights. I said you're you're saying that because you want to see the Knights play well. At least play well. Yeah, I always want to see good basketball, Wyatt. I mean, no matter what team we're looking at. So that that doesn't change. Uh, You know, when I look back at the last season last year, everyone wants to talk about the game that Northwestern had hosting Bethany on that Friday night. And it was a great, great ball game, one that I won't soon forget. Teams riding in on 12-game winning streaks, and it lived up to the hype. But the day after, Northwestern had to play Martin Luther on the final day of the regular season. They felt like they were in control, but it was a tight game back and forth, and Martin Luther gave them a real scare down the stretch. The Eagles survived, but Martin Luther darn near stole one on the road. 
They have the same they have the same piece as Wyatt. Northwestern has a totally different group back. Yeah. They're the team who's the favorite, but most 3 and 0 to 0 and 3 matchups you're like, "Ah, that's going to be what 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 is even compelling here? It's going to be over early and we're really going to see the team who's 3 and 0 pull out to a lead and kind of coast to the finish." I don't see it exactly working out that way. Now, it would show a lot of maturity from Northwestern if they get in a spot like they did against North Central last weekend where they couldn't close them out. North Central came back in the game. They made it scary. They tied it with under 90 seconds to go at 64. That's what I'm looking forward to see wide. If Northwestern has a six, eight-point lead in the fourth quarter, can you close it out without it getting nervy and, oh, my goodness, this is nail-biting time down the stretch for Eagle fans watching it. So that's what I'm looking forward in this one, but I have the Eagles in this one. All righty, so we're the same on that one. What's next? Minnesota Morris desperately. Coach Grove is looking for a win anywhere he can find it. He's looking under the couch cushions. He's looking under the Christmas tree that's still up. He's looking anywhere he can. Where is a W? Hiding somewhere, okay? They are hosting the Northland College Lumberjills, who coming into this matchup are 1-2. and two. Wyatt, is this the get-right spot? Does Morris find a way to mark their first notch in the left column? Yes, sir. They're getting the win. Morris gets the win over Northland on Friday night, and uh, it's a big weekend for them at home. A couple of opportunities again at 0-3, a little bit of desperation, dire times uh, for them, kind of like crown on the men's side. I, I, I do think they get the win. They know the importance of this weekend. They'll be ready to play. And honestly, they were, you know, a, a tough stretch, uh, you know, at the end of the game away from uh, getting it last week against crown. So I, I think they're going to really start to turn it on here. They get the win. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Uh, it feels like a weekend where they could potentially go two for two. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but it comes at a good time. Being back home for them after a little bit of a tough start, the record is not indicative of what is on this team from a coaching staff, from an experience standpoint, from a talent standpoint. We're going to start to see the shift the other direction. It hasn't happened yet, but I'd be very surprised if it does not happen beginning Friday night against Northland. All right. Two down, two to go. North Central, Coach Zabla's club, coming off of that tough pill to swallow. Their O went, if you will. Somebody's O's got to go. Well, their O now is gone. They're 2-1. and one. Northwestern is still undefeated. Who's also 2-1, and one, Wyatt? Bethany Lutheran, mm-hmm. Coach Jones's club, at the same position right now as the North Central University Rams, a pair of 2-1 and one clubs. Fascinating matchup at Downtown U Friday night. You go first. I, I, I've i been going first wow. on all of these. Right. I want to hear your thoughts first. You should have to go first because you're just destroying me, though. I'm in a disadvantage. No, we're early. We're, well, we're, we're early. a little early. We're a little <laughs> early for that. I, I, if we were later in the year, I can get on board with that. But let's not panic yet, Ryan. There's a lot of games to be picked still. That's fair. That's fair. I'm not panicking. So, yeah, I mean, looking into this one, Wyatt, there are some changes that we're seeing with Bethany and kind of what we talked about in our week two recap, but there's still pieces there that you trust. But I was impressed, like I said in our last recording, with what North Central did with their foul trouble and what was going on in their matchup against Northwestern. We're assuming, you know, North Central sure hopes so, Coach Zabla is saying, please no, this situation can't happen again, where your starting five player, one of your captains, Caitlin 
Vanderplug picks up her fourth foul in the first quarter. I, I'm assuming that she's not going to be on the bench for most of the game because of foul yeah. trouble, but mm-hmm. what do I know? Maybe maybe she could be. Maya Mabang, very impressed with her. Jocelyn, uh, Joelle Telso, my apologies. Those three are the three that I look to. Can there be enough scoring from those three players, assuming they all get lots of time, to beat a Bethany squad who's kind of had their number in some bigger spots over the last chunk of years? Now, I know North Central won the conference last year, so that is worth something, but they didn't see Bethany in the postseason. So all it is to say, you're going to be absolutely shocked, Wyatt. You ready for this? I'm ready. I have North Central. That does surprise me for a lot of reasons. I, I always pick against them. You and others have knocked me and say, you're not giving them any respect. They're the defending champs. What are you doing? And, yeah, I've picked against them in a lot of them. But I'm trying to prove to you, Wyatt, that I'm not just sticking with the narratives just because. I'm responding to what my eyes have seen. I haven't seen Bethany in person for what it's worth. But I think this is a big spot, and I was impressed with what I saw, even in a loss for North Central. They get it done, move to 3-1, and one, and get a big win over Bethany. Well, first off, I appreciate and respect that. And, and you know, the ability that, you know, you can change. <laughs> so, you know, I, I do appreciate that after seeing them play in person. It's interesting, though. I actually think Bethany's going to win this game. So I, I think Bethany, even with, you know, the unknowns, the transition period right now, everything that's going on, it's hard for me to pick against Bethany and Coach Jones in this matchup. I just think they're going to find a way to bottle North Central up. I, I, as good as North Central can be, and again, we've seen that with them this year, and, and Talso can, can fill it up. What happens if uh, Vanderplug does get into foul trouble again, Ryan? Like, like, do they have the depth coming off the bench like to, to get this done. I mean, Bethany seems to have a little bit more depth when you look at some of their box scores and just who's contributing and who's coming in yeah. and uh, kind of filling it up. You know what I mean? Like, like you, you got you a go, lot of different players. Yeah. If I'm North Central, you go small and you shoot it. You just shoot it more sure. from deep. <laughs> so, sure. Hey, and that may I be mean, the best recipe anyway because when live, they had a stretch where they came the back, Vanderplug wasn't on the floor. Yeah. No, live or die with the three maybe and the outside game. I, I hear you. But – yeah, no, I, I think Bethany's going to get this win. It was really impressive to me what they were able to do against Martin Luther uh, with everything that was going on and to get a 22-point win. So I, I'm going to ride them here in this matchup and think uh, that they're going to get the job done. Fascinating one to close this thing up, Wyatt, for Friday in the UMAC on the women's side. Crown hosting UW-Superior. Now, Crown picked up their first UMAC win, and maybe a surprise result for a lot of people. Clearly, you and I were surprised because we both picked Morris. They took down the Cougars last Saturday. They're 1-2. and two. Superior coming in, one of the darlings. They're still 3-0, and oh, have not lost yet. But I want to go back, Wyatt, to what we saw in that matchup for Crown. Went down to the final minute of that game for them to knock off Minnesota Morris. We talked about the three ball in the last pod. We talk about Morris's defense posing a threat. We know from talking to Coach Carpenter last month with the start that they had and what we've seen so far from them this season and her philosophy as a coach, they want to be in your face defensively and everything moves from there. We're going to make it really tough for you on that end and we're not going to rely on winning shootouts. Okay, Our ability as strengths of a basketball team, if that makes sense. Everything has got to stir from the defensive end of the basketball. Crown turned it over 20 times and still won the game at the whack against Morris this past Saturday. I don't think you can turn it over that many times and win against UW-Superior and get away with that. And if I'm the Jackets watching film and seeing that number, that's what I'm saying. I don't even want to let them get into a place where 
there in the half court and they have an opportunity to get a little drive and kick action or off a ball screen off the dribble Latsky and Hecox are letting it go if I'm coach Tussler that's what I'm saying that's the recipe let's get into that spot and let's live with the results and hope that again you know whether it's McKenzie doing it again she's six and nine from deep on Saturday or this time it's Maddie Hecox one of them's going to catch fire and we're going to ride that to victory and at least put us in a spot to win I don't see those things happening again where you turn it over that much and you shoot it that well I think Superior's defense is the story and they stay unbeaten picking up a win at the WAC yeah, I, I agree. I think Superior gets it done. Honestly, Ryan, I mean, we keep saying the same thing about Crown. The recipe for success is to let Hecox and Lasky just shoot and, and get into a position where they can maybe lift you to a victory. And they were able to do that against Morris. I, I don't see it happening here, though. Uh, I'll take Superior. They got something special going on right now. And uh, I think they do get that win, and they move to 4-0. All righty. Halfway home. Let's move on over to... Saturday, and I'm going to flip the order again for how these are listed on the UMAC website. So let's stay with Crown. How about that, Wyatt? Let's stay at the WAC, all right? Sure. So you and I are both assuming that they're going to be one and three in UMAC play. We also think that the Northland College Lumberjills, after beginning UMAC play, I know it's a long time ago, Wyatt, and it is hard to remember, but back on Friday night, December the 9th, they picked up a win against Martin Luther. We're assuming now that they will have dropped the next three after they fall in their matchup Friday at Morris. They follow it up with a trip to St. Bonifacius to take on Crown on Saturday. A pair of one and three clubs, we believe, based on our predictions. I'm going to make you go first on this one. Maybe for some of the bigger ones, you're going to make me go first. But what do you got in this one? With a pair of one and three clubs, we assume who can find a way to avoid a tough one and four placement at the end of the weekend. We'll take Crown on the home court to get the win here in this one. I, I think they have enough. Here's the deal. What it comes down to for me is you've got two good scores for Crown. you got one for Northland. So I think Crown is able to score more and find a way to get this done on their home court. It doesn't hurt that they're playing at home too. So I, I think that certainly helps them. And uh, I think they're just going to have a little bit more juice than Northland and they get the win in this one. But Miranda Wagner, Wyatt, though, you're like number I one said, overall pick. Like I said, two against one. Two against <laughs> one here, Ryan. You got one really good score for Northland. You got two for Crown. Well, how can I go against Crown, though, then? Because by that logic and what we've seen, I want to continue to see Latsky and Hecox put up big numbers, well, and they're both on my squad. I, I, I understand. <laughs> but, I mean, sometimes you just got to look deep within yourself here, yeah. Ryan, and, and understand that you just got to go with your gut and what you actually think is going to happen. Fantasy purposes thrown to the side i hear you that is uh that is priority number one is these predictions that we have i think it's a, a sneaky underrated fascinating game Wyatt, with a pair of first year head coaches as well going at it coach tussler coach phillips for the lumberjills huge spot i mean do you want to stay in the code as you know we're going to label it the season peas the contenders and pretenders you know, when these weekends games are over and, you know, if you want to be in that conversation near the four or five line, this feels like a game you kind of got to have to avoid a one and four start with what's still on the horizon and the matchups that you're going to have. It feels like a huge spot, especially for crown being at home. Can they build off of the mojo that they got in that win over Morris on Saturday? That was probably unexpected by a lot of people coming into the year. Give them a ton of credit. I mentioned, I think superior is going to do enough defensively to get it done against crown on Friday. I think Crown's going to be a little more comfortable in this game Saturday against Northland. 
and I'm going to ride Latsky and Hecox in this one. They're going to find a way to get their looks, and I don't think it's much of a question that they're going to be able to do it against the Northland defense. And if Northland's going to win, Wyatt, they're going to have to score north of 70, maybe even north of 75, and win a shootout-esque game against Crown. I don't see that happening. Give me the Polars going 1-1 one and one on the weekend, and so far on the year being 2-1 and one at the WAC, Coach Tussler's club hanging in so far in UMAC play. Yeah, it's an important game for both teams. There's no question about that. One to certainly keep an eye on uh, for both teams' playoff hopes and aspirations. All right, North Central is hosting Martin Luther on Saturday. We have a compelling one for North Central. It's kind of a tough turnaround after facing Bethany and what we think is going to be a grind of a game, a really tough one, maybe a little battered and bruised. Waking up for this one Saturday against Martin Luther could be a trap game spot. If they do indeed win the game against Bethany, as I believe they will, Martin Luther potentially could still be looking for that first win. All it is to say, White, if I'm going to take North Central over Bethany and start to turn the tide of this narrative and everyone saying, you don't believe them, you're not giving them enough respect, I think they're going 2-0 this weekend. If I believe they're going to beat Bethany, there's different factors involved and it could be a quote-unquote trap game if you want to label it that way. I cannot consciously pick them to beat Bethany and then say they're going to lose to Martin Luther. So give me the Rams. Yeah, not a lot for me on this one. I'll take North Central as well. Uh, I think they get the win on their home court. Again, I got to see it from the Knights before I can truly trust them and pick them. I, I think this one could be a closer game uh, than their their one against Northwestern on Friday night, but I do think North Central gets the win. There, there's really just not a whole lot I have to say about this one. Fair enough. Two down, two to go for Saturday's slate. We talked a little earlier on the men's side of things how big of a weekend it is at James Gremmel's court. Morris men in a spot that they haven't been at in a while. Morris women really need the support of their fans coming into a weekend where they have yet to win a game. Huge spot. I mean, we talk about Morris hosting Superior on the men's side, and rightfully so, Why we think it's the biggest game of the weekend. Pretty big one on the women's side as well. Based on our predictions, you and I believe that the Jackets will still be undefeated at 4-0. and For a first-year head coach in Emily Carpenter that still is south of the age of 25, I believe. Maybe she's 25 now. But anyway, she's 24-25, okay? Regardless, she's facing off against a seasoned vet in Tim Grove who's been there, done that. So it's another spot where I think of what she did in the opener at a Bethany squad who's been right at the top of the conference the past couple of years. They were the number one seed the year before. She was unfazed by it. So she's like been there, done that when she marches in to face off against a Morris squad on the road, who even if they win Friday Night Wyatt, which we think they will, they're 1-3 and three and they're not satisfied. They know this is the big one on Saturday and a big test. Cougars at 1-3, and three, we believe they will be superior at 4-0. and oh. I have a feeling where you're going with this one. Do you want me to go first? I'll go first, but okay. give me your prediction for who you think I'm going to pick. I think you're taking the Jackets. You, you've been saying there's something special going on with them, and you've liked what you've seen so far. So I think you're going with the Jackets. But now I'm second-guessing myself. Well, you know the saying, all good things must come to an end. And uh, that, that 4-0 record's looking really nice. It'd be a shame if Minnesota Morris <laughs> ruined it. But uh, that's exactly what's going to happen. Here's the deal. I've been saying that Minnesota Morris is going to break through, and it's going to happen. It's going to come. Still hasn't quite happened yet. This is it, man. This is the weekend I think it happens. I think they go 2-0 this weekend. They turn it around. As good as Superior has been, it's hard to simulate desperation, if you know what I mean, and just a team that needs a big win. 
and, and Morris is on their home court, it's going to be a huge Saturday for both programs for Minnesota Morris. And uh, I think the women's team is going to be able to get a win. And, uh, yeah, a little bit maybe of an upset, which we wouldn't have said at the beginning of the year. But that's the thing, Ryan. Is it really an upset if they win? Because, remember, this is still a Morris team we both thought was number one coming into the year. You still had them there uh, when we redid our predictions. So even if they win this game, I don't look at it as an upset. I think they're talented enough to go win. I think Mallory Anderson has a big game, and I think they get the job done. Yeah, lots of great stuff there, Wyatt. I mean, it's a good point where you can remove the records a little bit. Now, they do matter for the context, like I said, if the Jackets are 4-0, as we believe they will be, and Morris is 1-3. But if they win the game and you watch it play out, you're kind of like, I agree with you. Is this that much of a shock? I mean, it's a quote-unquote upset if we want to label it that way as far as the records go, but throw them out the window. And I'm sure that's going to be part of the message that you know Coach Grove is going to have to his troops in the locker room before they march out onto the floor in this big game don't doubt yourselves you got all the experience you need you can draw upon it last year we finally got it the train in the right direction after that win last night over northland don't worry about assuming, them being uh, assuming that assuming that they did yeah beat northland of course again this is hypothetical yes i think yep. thank okay. you for that i'm just making sure i'm just making sure <laughs> it's not guaranteed go you're right they got to go out and win it first but assuming they're you know getting it back on the right path with a win not that they would be you know doubting themselves at all anyway and saying that we're taking you know into consideration these records more than we should but it's you know like we see at all levels of college basketball and spots I think of on the D1 side and watching these games where it's like yeah but that home team who's been there before who has the pedigree even if they're not off to a great start I kind of trust the team that we know more of a commodity of it was going to be interesting if you took superior I was going to especially be like oof than Morris for sure. But I maybe shouldn't be playing this game of panicking too much, even though we're, we're super early. And Reminder, yeah, we're, 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 early. We are we're early. a team, Wyatt. We got to win 25 of the 32 matchups. We have to get the right prediction combined. That's the goal. That, that was the goal. Obviously, you know, that's a lofty goal, but I think it's doable. Yeah. Hey, here's the deal, man. I feel good. I'm going to get all mine right. It's just a matter of what you do. That's where I'm at with it. <laughs> well, what I, I bring that up, though, Wyatt. If we deviate on some of these bigger ones, we're going to pull each other down, all right? Because it's one true. of us is guaranteed to be wrong. But it's also a competition. But we're in this together. I'm going with Morris, all right? I think it's the calm-together moment the whole weekend. And it's going to start with a win over Northland. It's going to carry into Saturday against Superior. And this is going to be a defensive battle. I think potentially, why if they do what they're capable of, these could be the top two defenses in the UMAC. And we could see full court pressure for both sides. So I think that is why this is so compelling. And if I'm Morris, I'm saying, let's do it from the jump. Let's send a message at home with hopefully a big crowd that stays around after a big game on the men's side right before it. Let's show some full court pressure. I'm not saying it's the whole kitchen sink right out of the gates, but you know, Coach Grove and his assistant Lulu, like, let's put the clamps on. Like, let's be aggressive out of the gates defensively. We know Superior wants to do that to us. That's what Coach Carpenter loves as far as a brand of basketball and an identity she talked about as a player just a few years ago and now as a coach. Let's give them a taste of their own medicine. Why? You know that phrase? I know that's one of your favorite phrases. Ah, give them a taste of your own medicine. Who really likes medicine anyway? I mean, Superior's going to be like, what? We're supposed to do this to you. Yeah, I, I thought you were going to give me a history lesson on where that came from or something. And I don't know, I don't know who came up with it, but no, I, I appreciate that. That's yeah. the message if I'm Morris. Give them a taste of their own yeah. medicine. Make them see the pressure. And I think this is the game. I thought we were going to see some of it at the whack. They still turned it over 20-plus times. That's the recipe. 
If I'm Minnesota Morris, especially at home and superiors on the road, make their guards uncomfortable taking the ball up the floor. I just ask one thing for you, Ryan, from you, I should say. Anything. Just pick who you think is going to win the game. All right, that's all I want. I think I Morris is going to win the game. That's fair. Yep. That's fair. I, I appreciate that. But, you know, you're, you're giving me all these reasons about, you know, we got to go 25 and 7 and this and that. Just pick who you think is going to win the game. That's all I'm I I'm not ask. desperate yet. I, I play games with all this stuff, but I'm not desperate. We're still in uh, mid-January, so there's no reason for that. So we both have the Cougars, Wyatt. We have one matchup remaining. It's hoops hysteria on both sides. I mean, I mentioned it earlier for the men's side. It's a perspective day. There's a bunch of students in the crowd. There, there may or may not be a pep band. Okay, this game, Wyatt, lived up to the hype and then some. We build it as, you know, as they say on ESPN, this is a sonic blockbuster. Welcome wow. inside of the Erickson Center. <laughs> Can we label it that way for this one, Wyatt? It's different, all right? I mean, Bethany, you believe, is going to be 3-1 and one coming in. We both think Northwestern's going to be 4-0. and oh. I think Bethany's going to be 2-2. Two and two. It's not the same, all right, obviously. Yeah. End of the regular season last year where both of them had 12-game win streaks, it's not the same. But we could get a really another close game. Two coaches who respect each other a ton, Coach Jones, Coach Call, lots of familiarity, some players back, some different look, though, for both teams in a transitional period where some big guns are gone, but there's also some names you recognize coming back. Don't forget about this one is all I'm saying to folks. I mean, we circled the matchup that we're going to have Northwestern versus Bethany on the men's side. That's first, but stick around. Okay, I always say this, Wyatt. Stick around for both games. If you're going to make the trek out, get there early for the first game if you're there for the second game or vice versa. Just be in the gym for both of them. I mean, come on. What else are you doing on Saturday? Vikings mm-hmm, aren't playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you really – you're going to get enough football at other times? Just sit down and get comfortable, all right? So I'll just make a prediction and then hand it off to you for this one. Northwestern. It's going to be another game that we're going to tally where Lexi Hagen is going to be a huge factor for Northwestern once more. She's going to be the straw that stirs the drink. And I'm waiting for a performance, Wyatt, where Megan McGow puts up a double-double and has moments late where you're like, all right, those are flashes of what we've seen in the past. She is real close, 90-plus percent of the player that she was last year. She works herself back. I think that shows up in this game against a Bethany team that likes to get physical, that makes it difficult on you, even without a Hannah Geisfeld, where the Eagles may have to go into the reserves at a level they haven't had to so far this year, be pushed. I think they answer, and I think they win. Here's what I'll say. If Megan, what's her last name now, McGow? McGow. You can call her Robbie. Just say Robbie. That's fine. This is what I'm going to say. No, this is how I'm going to say it. If Megan McGow plays like Megan Roberts, no. then Northwestern is going to be almost, in my opinion, if like prime Megan Roberts, like back, you know, like when she was at her peak. In her, like, in her heyday, in, in the not, way well, distant past. I, I, I know it's not way distant past, <laughs> but like on her best nights, you know what I mean? Absolutely. I don't know if anybody yep. can beat Northwestern. I mean, with what they have, if she gets back to that level at some point, which isn't necessarily far-fetched, I think it could happen. They're, they might be unbeatable if, if she starts playing like that. So I think they're going to win the game. I, I, I'll take Northwestern to win this game at home. And I know I said it's tough for me to pick against Bethany with what they just did, Martin Luther and Coach Jones and all that stuff. But Northwestern, we've seen really good teams in the past from the Eagles, and they can't quite take that next step forward. 
this is a sign right here and a message to say they are taking that next step forward this year. I think they get the win, big atmosphere, big crowd hoops hysteria, and they go to 5-0 and to start the conference season, and they put themselves as the clear favorite to uh, go win this uh, conference later in the year. So I think it's a huge weekend for the Eagles, and they get a couple of nice wins. It's going to be a close game. I mean, Bethany's going to be able to hang around. Again, they got a lot of depth, and they can find a way to keep this interesting, and they're going to play them tough. But I just think Northwestern's going to have too much. And with the crowd and the atmosphere and the big day, I, I think they're going to get it done. Bright lights, yeah, can they respond? Because they're going to feel maybe even a little brighter in this spot. And, you know, hopefully it's another compelling one between Northwestern and Bethany. But, you know, by our prognostications and these predictions, that could be totally hogwash. But, you know, we believe in what we're doing. Yeah. We're confident. We think that Northwestern's going to be alone at the top on the women's side, the only undefeated club. That's the way I see it. I mean, yeah. I, I just I, – I certainly don't see – Martin Luther beating them on Friday night. Maybe it could happen. And then uh, on Saturday, again, I just I, I think it's a huge game. Northwestern, you're not going to catch them napping in this game. And, and with what we've seen from Lexi Hagan, and again, if Megan can play like the Megan Roberts from, you know, when she, she's been able to put up double-doubles and run the court, and I just don't see Northwestern getting slowed down. So I, I think they're going to get the win on their home court. Yeah, I mean, both of those teams at the top right now, Superior and Northwestern, it's early yet, and we don't know if they're on a collision course against each other, but it's cool to see that we think they're both going to be tested. That's the purity that we talk about in this league, Wyatt, where it's not just, okay, there's going to be separators and there's going to be high-level contenders and then maybe some other kind of contenders, but they're really pretenders. Because if they both keep winning, Wyatt, I don't know if you know this, but they play a week from Friday. So if they both go 2-0 and over the weekend – Maybe you Mac fans should be rooting for that because then you got five and zero versus five and zero. That would be a Friday night heck the twentieth. Either way, it's going to be a showdown. Yeah. But I mean, the five and zero certainly adds to it. So I, I get what you're saying. Hey, is this the weekend too? Maybe that Grace Landvik breaks out too. And Speak it into existence, like brother. Seen. Do I it. Mean, I, Do I'm it. waiting yeah. for it still because once that happens, Northwestern's going to be even more dangerous. So extend uh, that's my lead to over keep you. In mind as well. I, I appreciate you, you that. You're shouting out my players. <laughs> You got a big enough lead. It, it's too comfortable for my liking, so we, we got to fix that. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Fantasy purposes aside, I want to see some good games this weekend, and I'm uh, looking forward to the slate that is ahead. Absolutely. I have uh, nothing else. There's plenty going on this weekend. As you mentioned earlier, we're, we're pulling for the Vikings. I mean, the Vikings that hopefully everyone's pulling for. Green Bay's done. Hey. Get that shenanigans hey. out of here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'll take the Vikings – 27-20 over the Giants. Oh, another hard stopper. I mean, seven points, though. That's kind of comfortable, Wyatt. You sure? <laughs> that is true. But uh, I think we're up early, and then the Giants make it interesting late. They're going to try and go down and tie the game late or something, and we'll stop them, and, and we'll win 27-20. Should be compelling. Lord willing, I will uh, be in the building on Sunday. Plenty to do and get to before that, but it, it should be a good weekend. I am looking forward to it, and... I think the Vikings come out on top as well. Can we block? I'm not even going to say a score. Just can we block? Can we hold up enough the offensive line? That's where all eyes are going to be and where I think they should be against New York. So should be fun, Wyatt. We will be back soon to recap all of these matchups, and we're going to separate the C's and the P's, the contenders and the pretenders, and we're going to have a much better idea of how this picture could look. We're enjoying the ride. The dream is in the process. We're not rushing this thing whatsoever, but... As the cliche goes, why it's getting late early. I mean, for some of these teams, it's like you can't just keep saying, ah, oh, lots of season left, lots of season left. 
what would you say you're the math guy 14 games so we're going to be you know five out of 14 whatever the, the math that is just shy of 50 percent, maybe 38 41 42.3 percent we're, we're going to be a good chunk into it by the time we finish this weekend looking forward to it with that again as Wyatt mentioned earlier reach out to us twitter email you know the handles i don't even have to mention again they are in the description if you need to see those we would love to hear from you and we look forward to growing this thing as we continue to move along and go forward enjoy the ride you know we are folks we will talk to you next time right here on unlike any other other umac